This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. The champ is here. The champ is here. I almost, why is my desk all cattywampus? I used that word today at work. A guy didn't know what it meant. He thought I made it up. Nah, it's a real word. I got a good motherfucking vocabulary. What's up? Welcome to MMA Takes Podcast. Excited to do the show for multiple reasons, and you know I'm a fucking blabbermouth, and I ramble on and on, so we're going to get to every reason why I'm excited. Great weekend of action, UFC 265. Uh, the champ is here. Won the pick Not only did I win, I dominated. Christian had a good week. Tim, on all purposes, I, you know, I don't want to bury the former champ. He had a, a good week. But it wasn't good enough, baby. Christian almost got me uh, towards the end. I think he could have tied or maybe came within one if Derek Lewis would have won. But, uh, yeah, that didn't happen. And uh, spoiler alert, if you're just not watching or listening, huh? What? But, uh, no, I am. I was jazzed to do this. I was going to do it yesterday. Family day. Had a little bit of a headache. Did some running around. Took the wife around. Took the kids. Away. You know, I enjoy my Sundays. Okay? I don't need an excuse. I need to tell you bozos why. I love you. I love everyone that listens, but you know, I just had a good Sunday. We're here Monday. It's mid-afternoon. Your boy worked easy day. Had a little bit of a hiccup. We'll talk about it. Caffeine's flowing. Just woke up from a nap. Woo! Body resting ready to go. So this could be a long one. There's no um there's no UFC this weekend, so there's gonna be no pick'em. So this might be the only podcast. This might be the only time you hear from me this week. But I am trying to get some trivia together, so I want to do this at the top of the show. If you are listening and you are an MMA aficionado, and listen, you can come to me and be like, listen, keep the trivia within 2015 to now, 2018, whatever it is, that's cool. Just want to kind of do an MMA trivia thing. We did one with Timbo and Christian. Timbo won, uh, you know, and uh, it was, uh, I think I asked a little too hard of questions. I dug deep on some of those ultimate fighters. They had no idea. Um, but listen, if you're and if you're really good, you're like, hey, throw anything at me, I'm good. And you listen to the show and you want to be on it, let me know. We'll put you on. You don't have to put your face on if you don't want. If you're like, hey, I'm one of those guys that hides behind a you know avatar, or I'm really good looking, and I don't want chicks hit me up, or I'm really dog shit ugly, and I don't want people to see my face. That's cool. We'll put you. Uh, I can. I have the abilities to black you out. And we'll just hear your audio. Doesn't matter. You can do it on your phone, computer. You don't have to have a fancy setup. Super easy. Just going to ask questions. You answer them. You win. Maybe you'll win a t-shirt. Maybe I'll send you something. I'll definitely send you something. How about that? There's no maybes, okay? I'll definitely do it. So if you are listening to this and you are an MMA guy and you want to participate and you want to be like, you know what? I'm pretty good at that. Uh, let me know. We can get it done, okay? We can get it done. I, I was planning on doing it this week. I know MMA Lock in the Night is a huge trivia guy, MMA trivia guy. Very, very good. He uh, has expressed interest before when we did it a while ago. Um, unfortunately, not unfortunately, he's, he's visiting his in-laws. He's a super busy guy. I think he's going to be at the new UFC next week. You know, we, we can't squeeze it in, you know, we can't, we can't squeeze everything in, but, um, uh, if, if he's capable, we'll love to do it. But this is, this is an open call to everybody. Okay. To everybody to want to join, to do it. We're, we're going to have some fun. Just let me know. I got to. I got some questions. I got enough questions already, but I need to get some graphics going or whatnot. So if you let me know, we'll do it. 
Motherfucking do it. Okay. Obviously, this is the recap show. It's probably titled that. Um, it's either titled that or Brian Rambles for an hour. Either way, it's the recap show. UFC 265 was Saturday. <sighs> recap all the picks. Recap all the uh, the winning weeks that your boy had. Slimeball parlay. It's back. Welcome back, baby. Hit on that. We'll go over all my picks. Before that, three little personal, you know, three little things. Got to get out of the way before we get the business the way it is. It's the way I do business. Um, setup is is absolutely phenomenal right now. I, I pretty much got everything I need. Got the mic arm in from a company I really like. You probably just heard me shuffle a little bit. Got to, got to work out those kinks a little bit there. Uh, but everything's perfect. Got the stream deck, which is awesome. Same company that makes the mic arm. If you watch the Pick'em on Thursday, it's the first time since I've been doing video, um, you know, doing the, the video show with the boys, streaming it, whatever you want to call it. it. I'm super happy with the production. There was no hiccups. And thankfully, because the stream deck makes it super, 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 super easy. Hey, Elgato, throw your boys some cash. Throw me some few products. And I'll hawk it on the podcast. Let's get that sponsorship up, bruh. That's what I need. But uh, no, um, I, I, I'm i a perfectionist at times when it comes to video and stuff. And I'm always trying to be. And we're, well, there's a million things I could do better. But I left Thursday generally happy with how everything turned out. I've rewatched it back, which is very rare. And it went good. I thought the graphics are good, you know, and I thought uh, everything was smooth and, and, and whatnot. And uh Incredibly happy with it. So first off, thank you, setup. You know, you're sitting in front of me right now. This isn't for the listeners. This is for you. You guys don't get a good enough. You don't get enough credit. I'm giving you credit. Another little downer, a little bit of a downer. My 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 mommy, my mama, her dog died. Um, this is a dog that I'm gonna be straight up with you. I love dogs more than anything. My wife loves dogs. My grandmother like adopts dogs. All three of us hated this dog. He was very eccentric. He was not even a dog. He constantly licked everything. He was, you know, he's older. He's like 13, 14 years, but his whole life barked at everything. Couldn't, he like would freak out, had panic attacks. If my mom left the room, my mom couldn't like really leave or he'd freak out and howl like a fucking, oh, I like went over there and watched him a couple of times when my parents had to leave and he's howling. Oh. He was, you know, he tried tried to bite people. I mean, not try. He did bite people. He was a fucking handful. Um, With that being said, I gave him a hard time. But my mom went through a lot of shit. She had a stroke. She was battling a bunch of things when she first got him. And, you know, she had him for 13 years. And that that was her companion. As many times as I joked about how much I hated him. And listen, I'm not going to sit here and act like I loved him when he was alive. But. I love my mom, and she's going through some stuff. So thoughts are with her. I want they love basset hounds. Both my both my parents love basset hounds. I wanted to get them a basset hound so bad. There's one that they like to adopt dogs. They don't like buying dogs, which I think is the right thing to do if you're getting a dog to adopt. But you know, we 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 bought our curly fucking headed dog. So dogs got to go somewhere, even they're being sold or, or being rescued. But I, I guess if I was giving people advice. I would, I would advise them to rescue. I think that's the better thing to do. Um, but I'm not going to be an asshole about it. But um, I looked and they had a puppy or maybe. Yeah, it was a puppy. 
And then I was going to buy one as well. So I had two ready to go. I mean, they're only like 200 something bucks. At least the guy was selling them for like 200 something bucks. And uh, I was ready to go. I was ready to ready to get them one and cheer them up. But I went over there and, and sat with her. And, and I actually took all her dog treats to give them to my dog just to get them out of her house so she's not looking at them. And she just looked at me dead in the eyes and was just like, I just, I'm just not ready for it now. It's very soon. It's very soon. She might listen to this. She used to, she used to think I was on the radio. She used to call it my broadcast. So if she's listening to this, oh, well, spoiler alert. But thinking me and the wife are going to get her one for Christmas. I think, I, you know, December, you know, it's coming around the corner, four, four months away here. And I think uh, that would cheer her up. I think that, you know, I know it's not going to give her that much time. And someone's yet for 13 years, you can always remember them. But I think having a little adorable puppy of the dog that you've always wanted. I mean, these people have, these people, meaning my parents, these people have and always have had a, a, a paper calendar. They still buy calendars. They have a calendar where they write all their appointments down in their kitchen. And every single year, it's different Basset Hounds, right? Or every month, they have had a Basset Hound calendar for many years. And they've never had a Basset Hound. You know what I mean? Their old dog that passed away, Henry, he was kind of a Basset Hound mix, but he didn't really look like a Basset Hound. He's just really low to the ground. He had little short, fat legs. But, you know, they want a Basset Hound. So I think I'm going to have to do that for him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to do that. And then another little thing, which ties in today, don't like talking about work. You know, who wants to listen to a podcast when they talk about work? But um, listen, I'm good at my job. Okay. <laughs> some, some would say I'm the best. And uh, everyone makes mistakes and blah, 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 blah. I usually don't. I'm gonna, yeah, I've been doing it for 15 years. I think I know what I'm doing. Well, wait, wait. I've been there 15 years. I haven't been doing my, the job I'm currently doing 15 years. You know what I mean? So Friday. So th- come, come back to Thursday. Thursday, I'm getting the pro- podcast ready. I'm really excited about the production that I have in the works and the in the, the, you know, the slime ball video I did and the, the new intro and all that stuff. So I'm working all day. And I had a sandwich. I got home from work. Ate a sandwich, right? And that was it. You know, a fucking turkey and cheese sandwich. That's all I had. Got done with the podcast, 10, 30-ish, right? Uploaded the audio and went to bed. I got to wake up at five, right? And I'm laying in bed going, you should get up and get dinner. You know, we made a frozen pizza. I didn't really want to eat it. Brian, get up and eat dinner. You got to be up at 5 a.m. It's hot. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I was like, you know what? I'd rather get sleep. Wake up, go to work, get a Mountain Dew at work. That's my coffee, right? Wake myself up. Felt good, right? Got to work. You know, you know, we got to do a bunch of things when, when we're on the clock, you know, unload this trailer and you know, separate things and blah, blah, blah. Getting hot, you know, warming up a little bit, but still feeling pretty good. And I go run my first half, my, my, my morning stuff, my early morning stuff. And I come back and I'm a little weak. I'm a little like, man, and, I, and, I, and I'm like, am I getting sick? Right. I just turned 35, had a birthday last Wednesday. Happy birthday to me. Thank you. Thank you. Happy birthday to me. So I'm 35 now. And uh, I get back on Friday and I'm like, after the first half, and I'm like, man, what, am I going to get sick or something? Like, why do I, why do I feel so weak? Like, I just felt like, well, maybe I'm tired or whatever. Go in, continue to work in a hot ass building, you know, and, and, and making stacks and rearranging routes and, making sure everyone has their set route, blah, 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 all that stuff, you know, whatever. Inside baseball, you don't want to know. And uh, I just kept feeling weaker and weaker and weaker. And then all of a sudden I started sweating and then like more than I normally would. I mean, I'm a big guy, sweat at top, but like I was really sweating. And then like, I was like, oh, fuck. Like it finally hit me because I'm an idiot, right? I used to, I used to not, I used to be able to, 
18, 19, 20 years old, I used to, be, I used to get away with not eating. But I, uh, I was like, I didn't eat any dinner last night. And it's going on 24 hours. And the last thing I had was a sandwich. Just a fucking turkey sandwich. So I was feeling like weak and a little lightheaded and a little, you know, dehydrated because I hadn't had water. I just had that fucking Mountain Dew. So then get water. I'm chugging the water and I, and I go and I do my route, you know, and I'm, and I'm struggling a little bit. But I still don't feel like I'm like to the point of like super dehydration where like I can't concentrate. At least I thought, right? So I finished my route, go home, you know, pounding headache when I got home after I started eating and, and, and putting the things in my body. The worst headache ever. It was it, it was crazy. It actually just happened to my buddy, not Christian. Christian gets heat exhaustion every week. Love you, CC. My buddy I watched the fights with, he was mowing his grass and he didn't eat for like almost two days. And it's like 95 degrees. He's mowing his grass and he like almost passed out. And then he came in and had to drink and eat something. And, uh, you know, we're the same age and he fucking had the worst headache too. So we had a similar experience, but anyway, come to work today, bring water. I ate dinner last night. I got pop tarts. I'm ready to go. And, uh, I get a message from, you know, to go see somebody. And usually when you get, get a message to go see this person, you fucked up. And I go in and I'm sitting there, of course, going, what, what did I fuck up on? She's like, Hey, um, you misdelivered this on Friday. Right. And I have a really good fucking memory. I can usually remember like if I've de- I've always said this, if I've delivered to a place once, that's all it takes. I don't I don't need it. I'm, I'm, I'm good on that. I'll always remember how to get there, how to get where to go, all that shit. Right. Um, I pride myself on that with having a good memory. Um, and so I look at this sheet because the lady didn't get her package, right? Obviously, she's going to call and she didn't get her shit, even though it said it was delivered. And I'm like, holy shit, I have no remember memory of this. I don't even, I've never been, and I'm like trying to piece it together. And I remember little pieces before that. I kind of remember turning on the street, but I'm like blank on this. So I got to go super far away on Monday today. I got to go way out in the country, way far away from my normal route during the week. So I had to circle back. So I had to go all the way out to the country and then come back. And, and where I deliver, my, my main route is, is, is like the, it's like mid, it's like mid, it's called the East End. It's like the Midtown. It's very high end. It's where the, you know, a lot of the sports, you know, Bengals players live, a lot of money. If you want a car dealership in Cincinnati, you're probably living over here. Millions and millions of dollars of houses, right? A lot of these houses are very, very posh area. And so um, I go and retrace my steps and I, and I go to the street like that I was supposed to be on and I'm trying to remember and I couldn't remember. And then finally I called and I said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm trying to retrace my steps. I can't remember. And then, then the, you know, they had the, the drive, the full-time driver, the real guy, the, the guy who does it every day, he figured out, found the package. Everything was okay. So I, I got, I got away with one. Right. But it fucking scares me that I can't remember this. I know it's Friday. No, it's two, three days ago or whatever. And you, you can't remember every stop, but I do. And uh, so I got shook a little bit, boys. I was like, oh, I thought I was going to get in trouble. I, you know, I got a clean record. You know, I brag about being the best. And, you know, and, you know, I got, you know, a, the group of us, the, the, where we work, about 13, 14 people. So, you know, like, they, you know, I'm obviously going to tell them it's embarrassing. You know, I'm fucking embarrassed by it. But all is well. They got their package. No firing. No, uh, no, no, no uh, warning letter need to be had. Thank you, thank you. And I, that is it, boys, on my little personal stuff. Let's get to the action. I got a million dollar do- million. Let me try that again. Take two. 
I got a million dollar idea, maybe, maybe a hundred thousand dollar idea because I think it already exists, which I didn't know, but we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. And I think I'm also stealing someone else's idea, which I didn't know. Christian told me that we'll get into it. Let me take a drink here. There's a friend of mine who listens to the podcast who hates when I drink on air, but listen, when you got a fucking motor mouth, it dries up, guys. Well, what do you want me to do? All right, so I, uh, I'm i not a professional handicapper, right? I think I'm very good, and I, and I like that people tell me. I like that people are excited about the slime ball, and people followed, and, and it definitely hit this week. I think that's really cool, right? But I'd never claim to be a professional. I don't think I could ever do this full-time, like unless it was like a TV gig, but I couldn't live as a professional gambler like i that that would make me way too nervous but i I gamble every weekend only on mma i might dabble in some football whatever anyway i know professional gamblers go to mma gamblers go to bet mma.tips i am signed up i don't third party track and it has nothing initially it was i'm like well why do i need to do that extra step when i'm never going to sell my picks right there's guys out there who sell their picks or maybe eventually want to sell their picks and they want to be like, hey, listen, here's my track record. It's it's third track partied or third party track. <laughs> I messed that up. This is what I'm working with. That's why you're paying me $10 for a Patreon or whatever. And maybe I'm just a really bad businessman. Maybe my listenership is, is pretty strong according to you know the analytics of iTunes and Spotify and my, uh, SoundCloud and all that stuff where I upload at. Um in my, in the analytics show that I have some quite a few listeners all over the world. So maybe I'm a bad businessman where I say I'll never sell my picks. I just, it's just, I can't do it because I just feel so bad. MMA is so fickle and, you know, I just don't want to take people's money and be wrong. I mean, that's what it is. I feel so bad. I give free picks out to guys at work and when I'm wrong, I feel bad. You know what I mean? So I never thought I wanted to track my bets just because it's like, I'm never going to sell them ever. Right. And again, maybe I'll, you know, maybe a Patreon down the road, but probably not. I like the idea of a Patreon better than maybe cause you're getting more content than just straight picks. You know, I understand like, again, I'm a bad businessman. That's what it boils down to. I, I have no business sense. I'm trying to hire, hire Christian as my business, uh, you know, give him some, uh, you know, you'll give him a stake in a company, uh, equity in a company that doesn't exist. But, you know, maybe if he believes in me, he'll take on that role. Timbo, too. He's in. You know, those guys can be my business liaisons because I'm really good at emailing people and, and, and talking and, and seeming smarter than I am and, and, and trying to get deals made. But I'm not I, I just don't have that business sense at all. I'm just I just this is what it is. I need somebody on my team that has it anyway. I'm rambling. The point is, I texted the group chat, Timbo and Christian. I said, bet MMA tips. I love that MMA Twitter. Everyone that does picks, they use this, right? They go, hey, here's a link in my Twitter bio. Here's your return to investments. Here's my picks on the air. Here's my units up. Like, it's a great tool. Problem is that I have is that bet MMA tips has, it's clunky. It's just a website, right? Hard to use on your phone. Got to use it on laptop. It's just... Or a computer, not just laptop, but it's 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 kind of clunky. And listen, it that's probably impossible to do. The code, the amount of people that are signed up, there's like over a thousand tracking all these numbers. You know, I don't even understand how it works, 
But I have to imagine it's very, very hard to do that, right? And especially about MMA tips, they're not doing every sport. They're doing one little niche sport. So the money and the advertising is probably very low. So I can understand why the website is the way it is. Whoever runs that, whatever team runs that, I think they do a fantastic job. But for me, it's really hard to, you know, I want it simpler. So my idea that I had that already exists was I wanted an app where you can download an app on your phone. It could be bet MMA tips. If we get like a round of investors and we, and we get some money into that and they can create an app, make it a little more streamlined, share it via that way. It can also be like kind of a social media, you know, there's a community involved in it with some chat, you know, advice or whatever, you know, you can hire people to write articles and, Maybe they can sponsor some podcasts or whatever, get their name out there. I think Bet MMA Tips are doing great. They don't need advice from a guy who just admitted that he's bad at business. But I know when things work and when they don't, and Bet MMA Tips, the, the, the website is, is clunky, right? I think everyone can admit that. And my idea was to get an app that already tracked, that you just put in and track your bets. So there is an app like that called My Action, right? And there's also several others. The score, which Barstool just bought, they apparently had that feature. I downloaded it today. They didn't have it. There's one called SharpSide, which is a little clunky, but they track your bets as well. And then, But my action was the one I downloaded, and it, and it seems really good. They have every sport, and they have MMA. The problem is is they don't have props for the MMA. It's either money line or over under. You can create a custom bet. I don't know how they would confirm that you're right because you could just be lying or if they ever give you credit because the idea is you put your bets in there and they'll give you a little green bubble and they'll track how much money you've made how many bets you got right and so forth this is my first weekend doing it i had a really good time but i couldn't put all my props on there um again i could create a custom bet and see what it does i don't really know what it would do because like on the on the thing they had they said i had gone by straight up i actually had gone by ko i wrote in the comments by ko but they gave me the gone line for 300 when him by KO was like plus 165. So I only, you know, I put 80 bucks on it. So I only won like, you know, $17 or whatever, according to my action. But really, I hit it at plus 165. So some kinking needs to be done. And uh, MMA is ever growing. I think MMA is now the, the um, a, a number four sport. I think it's it's eclipse hockey. I think you go NBA, well NFL, NBA, baseball, and M- and MMA. I think that's my the top four now, the big four. Hockey's been around forever, and I probably just offended so many people because I know Canadians love MMA and they love hockey. But um, I, that's what I think. I, that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking right now. Um, I could be wrong, and, and I, clearly I'm biased. But verdict does a fantastic pick. You, I mean, they have a, a great app. I think they just got a lot of investors, got a lot of money. Um, they got a lot of money coming to them. They got a, they got a round of investment. Shit. They got bought. Something happened to them again. Boom. Don't know business. Great app, though. Great idea. People reference their scoring app. It, you know, it, it gets involved in the PFL uh, broadcast, which I love. They're doing really good things. And it's strictly MMA, which I love. Combine, they need to combine verdict with bet MMA tips. Now, this was, again was my idea, but again, I think I stole this because Lock of the Night, MMA Lock of the Night, my boy Manpreet, according to Christian, he already brought this up. He brought it up to verdict, said verdict needs to do this. Um, I must have not listened or missed that episode, whatever. 
Christian listens to all the, you know, every podcast out there. So I, I, I'm trusting my guy. So this is just parallel thinking. So if you listen to me and Locke, I'm not trying to steal his idea. I'm giving him full credit. He came up with it first, but that needs to happen. And if I had any business awareness or any connections in any kind of realm, I would try to make this happen. Or if I could code, I'd make my own app and maybe sell it to Verdict or whatever it is. Bet MMA Tips is the number one capping site for all the cappers on MMA. That's where they go. No one goes to my action. I'm doing my action because it's convenient. It's easy. Bet MMA Tips, way better when you get down to the nitty-gritty, you get down to the analytics, you can put every bet you want in there. They go through, they do it. It's great. I'm probably going to go and do that eventually. I'm just a lazy piece of shit that doesn't want to deal with a clunky website. That's basically what it is. No offense to better my tips to do a great job, but we need to we need to get some money into that. We need to really revamp it, make it easier. Hopefully, bet MMA tips and verdict combined. If not, verdict listens to Manpreet, listens to Locke, and fucking goes, yeah, we we can track some bets here. Because that'd be great to have that on your phone. You know what I mean? Because I like the I like verdict app. I like that it's blowing up, but we need something. You know, we need something a little bit more convenient. You know, you go to your uh, your apps like your DraftKings or your or your FanDuel's, and and I'm sure there's a, a function you can track all your bets. You can definitely track all the money won and lost. Problem is for a guy like me, I'm uh, I can't access those sometimes when I'm in Ohio because Ohio doesn't have legal betting yet. It's very very weird. Um, <clears throat> sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. It's really hit or miss. It, it won't let me log in at all. Won't show me any of my bets. And if I do log in, it'll, it, will act, it will act like I have no open bets. That's why I write everything down. It's it's a, it's a problem. Okay, Ohio needs to get on the fucking legalized betting. I mean, come on. This is ridiculous. But parallel thinking, and I think that needs to happen. So if you're out there and you have a good business sense and you fucking know how to make money, you know what I mean? You know how to make motherfucking money. My computer just like went, hey, buddy, you haven't used me in a while. Let's see what's going on here. This might, uh, this might not be good. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I have a whole bunch of notes on my computer. Come on, man. This is too funny. Okay, well, maybe I should take a break until I fix it. I think I'm going to take a break. And we're back. Again, you don't, you didn't know we were back. Took me a couple minutes. Figured it out. We're back. Let's get to UFC 265. As I've been bragging, I went 11 and 2 on my picks. The motherfucking champ is here. Uh, we all had a pretty good card, but I hit everything. Besides my dog lock, which is going to be a very contentious thing when I when I get to that fight. 11-2 on my picks. Pretty fucking good. I read this card well. I killed on my gambling side of my things here. I am now the proud belt holder. <clears throat> Let me give you a rundown of my bets. So I hit my slime ball, which was Menafield, Cop, and Fizev. Fiaz, Fizev. I can't pronounce his fucking name. 100 bucks, one unit is my one unit at plus 175. Hit that. That's the only unit bet I played. Trying to get back, trying to get back. Chip away, chip away, chip in a chair. 0.8 units, uh, 80 bucks and gone by TKO KO. That was at plus 165. That's a dub. Chuck that as a dub. 0.3 units on Kiesa by finisher decision. This was boosted on FanDuel. Um, this was, I think in the two hundreds, I think like, I, I can't fully remember. I don't have it written down, but that's an L that matter. L 0.5 units, 50 bucks on a two way play by, uh, Johns Munoz jr. Hit that miles. Johns, Johnny Munoz jr. Look good. Dub, dub, dub. 
uh, 0.5 units on Song Kenny over two and a half, and then Hill Torres over two and a half as well. Your boy nailed that. That was very chalky because that, you know, but you, you, you know, you got two 400s, you make them a little minus 100. You know, I'll take it. 15 bucks on Morales and Aldo to win by decision. That was a, a good little plus money thing there. I think 15 turned into 70, so that's a nice little bet. And I played around with Menifield to win by sub because why the fuck not? It was like 1200 Christian mentioned on the podcast, uh, listener Gramps uh, um, message. He was watching live and he messaged via via the uh, chat and said, anybody can play Minifield by sub because he won by sub his last time. I was like, you know what? He could club and sub. He could rock Herman and take him down and take his neck. I mean, he did take him down. There was a minute there, but nah, didn't hit that. And then I have a bet that I didn't type out because it was very long. I took a screenshot of it. <clears throat> and uh, where you go? Oh, that first time using a phone here, boys. Excuse me. Excuse me. I was, and the reason I'm reading this is because this was kind of a throwaway bet. This was $16, is what I put on this. It was a plus 612 parlay, right? And it was Panay, Kovacavis to go to a decision, minus 360. And Jessica Panay, who's never won a UFC fight, just decides to fucking submit, be world-class on the ground, and Kovacavich just doesn't give a shit anymore. I, I was very confident in that bet. I thought that was a guaranteed fight to go to the decision. I picked Kovacavich, but I, I, I didn't care who won. I thought I was going to the decision. Lost that, but I hit Casey Sedong going to the decision, yes. Angela Hill, Tisha Torres going to the decision, yes. And then I was very confident and gone winning by KOTKO. Plus 165, I got him. I put him in this parlay, and then I got him straight. All those hit besides Panay and Kovacavich. I would hit plus 612, little proppy parlay there, um, little proppy parlay, and it didn't fucking hit. You know, goddamn. I love you, Kovacavich. You're sweet, sweet Polish girl that doesn't smile with her teeth. And you could probably make a lot of money on OnlyFans, and that's not sexist at all. I encourage women to make money on OnlyFans. If your husband's taking the pictures and you're showing some guy titties and he's paying 50 bucks a month for it, why the fuck not? Make your money. That's not a derogatory thing for me, but you're not a fighter anymore. You're not. You got reversed. You got put on the ground, and you made Jessica Penney look like Hoist fucking Gracie. I just, it, you're done. You're done. So let's get to the full car recap. I think that's why you guys are here, huh? You guys are here? Derek Lewis versus Cyril Gone. Boys, I mean, you probably knew this was coming. I mean, everyone's, everyone, when the, when the fights are happening and after the fight, I know this for a fact, and this is not me joking. Every single person goes, I wonder what Brian's giving the star rating. Well, Main event's pretty easy. That's a, a five-star performance, baby. Derek Lewis got a one. Was I too hard on him? Probably not. Listen, Derek Lewis, this is his style. He waits, he waits, he waits. He lets people make a mistake, and then he hits them. He can hit you once, and you're fucking dead. Gone is too good. I knew gone was too good. The Vegas had this line right. I figured it was going to be the body shots that really put uh, Derek away. It was actually the leg kicks that really incapacitated him, and then Gon just finished. The, this narrative that Gon's boring, I don't like Christian, my guy. Hate it, this performance. He hates Cyril Gon. He did admit to uh, being maybe not in the right state of mind. 
And uh, so anything he said, he said, don't take too seriously, but I'm airing it on the podcast. He maybe had one or two cervezas. However, he hates Cyril Gaon. Um, other people have complained about his performances in the past as well. I think he is only getting better. I think he's incredibly talented. And I think this was inevitable. He was going to piece up Derek Lewis here. I mean, he's just so good, quick, agile, in and out, smart, big, strong, athletic. I mean, Derek Lewis, like, didn't touch him. You know what I mean? Maybe he hit him a couple of times. There was some opportunities where Derek was thrown wild, but Cyril's movement was fantastic. You know, he picked him apart. He took his time. He's patient in there. Doesn't rush anything. Super excited for the uh, Cyril gone. Francis Ngannou, former training partners. All accounts is gone. They got the better of the training. Um, Gone's head coach is, is uh, Francis's head coach, Fernand Lopez. A lot of stories built into this. You know, a lot of, I, I don't think they're going to trash talk. I think it'd be cool if they do it in France. Paris, France. That would be a cool setting because I know France was illegal for a while. Now it isn't. Uh, you know, it'd be cool if they go to France. But They'll put it in Vegas. They'll put it in New York. They'll put it somewhere. They, they, they won't give the Europeans what they need. But, uh, yeah, man, that uh, <clears throat> fantastic performance. You know, uh, heavyweight fights usually don't get my gears going on that much unless it's really, really high level. And I think one of these guys was high level and the other one's not. I think Derek Lewis is a fun guy. Derek Lewis said it best. He's like, if I win the heavyweight title, you guys all suck. Like, how did you let me win it? And he's 100% right. How did you let him win it? Because uh, because he's not good. He's got a puncher's chance. His ground game's not good. His cardio's not good, and and that's about it. You know, I, I listen. Derek Lewis can become an IG guy and get his videos sponsored. He's okay. Stuff's great. He's still entertaining. It's Houston. The crowd was behind him, but. I think we all saw he's not an elite level heavyweight, uh, at least in my opinion. I think Gon is is that dude, and I don't think Derek is. Um, so I was all over Gon in this fight, and and it showed. That's a five star performance. That's a five star man, almost a five star performance. Shows the Aldo versus Pedro Munoz, fucking Aldo looked great. You know, I was all over this fight as well. Um, I took Aldo to win by decision. Pedro Munoz is just so tough. You can't get him out of there. He's got a great chin. He's never going to quit. And Aldo fought just such a really good, patient, smart fight. And then right when I thought maybe he's slowing down in that third, because, you know, I still, he's still really thin looking to me. His face is really sunken in, but I think 35 is his right weight class. He has no problem making 35. He's disciplined. But I think like every time he fights, I'm like, oh, here comes the slowdown. But he looked good in the third round, man. He was lighting them up, lightning quick combinations. Pedro was pushing forward. Aldo was on his bike a lot, cutting angles, not let um <clears throat> not letting Pedro follow him, cutting Pedro off. Great performance by Aldo. This is this guy's a legend, a guy who I maybe have disrespected in the past. I have picked against. I can't get him right, usually. Picked against him, picked for him. Thought he was coming back, thought he had it, but uh I have definitely not given Jose Aldo is flowers. He gets a four star. Pedro Munoz gets a two. Maybe should have been a three um, because he showed a lot of toughness. He took some kicks. He was cut. But, you know, this is just a classic Pedro Munoz fight. He can't get over the top. I can't remember what uh, who said it in the podcast. It might have been Tim. Might have been Christian. I can't remember. One of them or both of them, maybe. Said that Pedro Munoz is not a elite uh elite guy at 135 and I strongly disagreed with that but I'm gonna have to eat my words because even though Aldo's great 
you can't have a performance like this and me considering you elite. You're fringe. You're fringe at this point. So, uh, yeah, I stand corrected. Those boys are right. I, I, forgive me for I can't remember who said what, um, but whoever did that, they're right because he's not the elite company. He's just not. He's very good, but he's a fringe fighter. I'm going to skip Luke Kiesa for right now. I'm going to kind of rifle for the rest of the card because – I don't want to go super long because I, you know, you know, I even said I was going to go in the beginning. My wife's got to go run in the post office here in a minute. Anyway, let me rifle through some stuff. Tisha towards Angela Hill. Tisha towards gets a three. Angela Hill gets a two. Great fight. Exciting fight. This is a fight that I wanted Tisha Torres to bring. I thought she's kind of a boring fighter. She's a point fighter. You know, very fast, very um, explosive. Cardio is great. Uh, you know, uh, became more of a wrestler, grappler, you know, when she was a striker coming up. She struck with Angela Hill, looked fantastic, fun, fun fight. Angela Hill, just a little step behind, but she fought really well. Great performance. Uh, Oliver Tisha there did not better. Song Yudong versus Casey Kenny both got a two. Thought it was a very close fight. A lot of people arguing who won. I thought it was actually very close. Tim and Christian both said, nope, not close. Song won that fight. I thought it was close. I believe it was a split decision. Um, I had Song. I was the only one on the team that had Song, only because I was contrarian. I went opposite. I had no real read on this fight. Um, I knew it was going to be a decision because that's what I bet because both these guys are just nails but couldn't get it done. Rafael Faziz versus Bobby Green. This made me sweat a little bit. This was the final leg of my parlay. Faiz, Faiz, Faziv. Got to get that name right. So good, so confident, but you get in there with a guy like Bobby Green and, and you're kicking him to the body, kicking him to the legs. You're landing good shots on him and he's just shaking his head. Keeps coming forward, not getting tired. That's a fucking problem. That was obviously a problem for Vias, Faziv, Raphael. I'm going to say Raphael, right? Um, because he slowed down big time. And he thought he would get Bobby out of there, and he didn't. Got to clean up that cardio if, if you're going to be anything. I was very high in this guy. You know, th that line, that line, he almost. Not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. He's not that guy right now. He's not that guy. I thought he had title aspirations. Everyone that trains him at San Fernando May says, this dude is fucking nails. He's the shit. Bobby Green's, a, a, I mean, going to be a legend, right? Is a legend. He's fought everywhere. Great fighter. Can't finish him. You know, Dustin Poirier's like the only one. But he's beatable, right? He's he, uh, he's not elite, right? But he's scrappy and he's tough and, and it's a good test. And I think Fiziev obviously passed the test via the record. I thought he cleanly won this fight, 29-28. A judge came out today and explained why he gave uh, Fiziev that third round. Uh, you know, I appreciate that judge coming out and explaining himself. I think more judges need to do that. I don't have the judge's name on the top of my head. I apologize. But I gave the third round to Bobby Green without a doubt. I, I just I don't see how you could give that to Fiziev. He was slowing down. He was battling there, but Bobby's winning the better shots. Bobby was pushing the pace and just... Overall, I was taking control of that fight. I encourage you to go find that. It's on Twitter. He wrote in the notes app. I encourage you to go find uh, whatever that judge wrote because, um, I, again, he took accountability, and I like that, even though I disagree with them. 29-28, Bobby Green, listen, he, this was a win-win for him. You go in there against his top prospect. You get knocked out. Oh, well, I'm getting paid. I fought a top guy. You go in there and you look fucking good like you did. You look like a savage in there. They're going to want to book you again. You know what I mean? I don't think Bobby Green's going to be champion, but I think he's going to give a lot of people problems and he's going to weed out some of these guys who aren't, who aren't fucking championship material. Uh, but that was a three to two performance. Uh, I've got a three. Next up, you got Draco Rodriguez with Vince Morales. Uh, 
Both got a two. You know, very close fight, very evenly matched. Didn't have much of an opinion on us. I took Vince Morales. I think I take him every time. Um, and Draco looked pretty good. Uh, I know Draco was surprised by the decision. I think maybe I squeaked this one out. If I'm being honest with you, I was balls deep in wings at this point. So I was paying attention, but I definitely wasn't paying attention enough to score it. But I'm glad Vince got the dub because I had him I had him in a two-way with Aldo. Ed Herman versus Alonzo Menafield. Menafield got a three. Herman got a two. Herman, so fucking tough. Menafield, as much as I wanted to see a big knockout, I think everyone... Tim had him send him home. He would have been my send him home if I, I could have got it on the pick him. A lot of people liked him as a knockout here. Uh, it, it's probably the best thing for his career that he went three rounds and didn't gas out, showed his well-roundedness. He fought smart. He kicked the legs out um, and, you know, wrestled a little bit, grappled a little bit and stayed away. Ed Herman is super slow. So slow. But... He's a dangerous fucking dude. He's a veteran. He could have caught him any which way in there if he slowed down and he didn't. So good for Alonzo Menafield. He got a three. Herman got a two. Pure toughness. Jessica Panay, Carolina, Carolina, I love you. You're a sweet, sweet, sweetheart. You got a fucking zero. Panay got a three. Panay looked good. At least Carolina made her look good. Congratulations. You're a fraud. You made fake passports. You lied. You possibly are hooking up with Dana White or have in the past. You got your first win. You look pretty good doing it. Congratulations. Manel Cop versus uh, Odie Osborne. Manel Cop got a four. This is my guy. You guys know that. Not officially my guy, but I'm high on Cop. This is a fun fight. Cop again came out a little slow, wasn't firing, but Ode looked so fast and he tagged Cop quite a bit. And Ode's a prospect. Ode's dangerous, right? And Cop really stayed within himself. And uh, touched him up, touched him up, and then exploded with a sick knee, put him down, finished. I thought it was a great finish, a great stoppage. At first, I was like, oof. But then I watched the replay. Ode did not know where he was at. Great win by Cop there. We all were on him. That's a four-star performance. Would have been a five-star, but he got to make that weight, bro. I like the post-fight speech. He trains with DC. DC, he was calling for a bonus. DC's like, man, you don't get a bonus for missing weight. And DC pulled the mic away from him. DC, listen, he's not an AK much anymore. But if you come from AK, he's going to hold you to a different standard. He probably was very upset he didn't he didn't make weight. Um, and now cop that is missed by four pounds, three pounds, one twenty nine. Um, you don't get a five star man. Four star with a big knockout. Help me in the parlay as well. Uh, Miles Johns versus Anderson DeSantos. Miles Johns gets a three awesome knockout. Knockout of the night. Maybe next to Mano Cop. Amazing performance, but. You had a guy on one leg, and you took your sweet time. And I get it. People are going to praise that. Oh, he's patient. You waited too long. You you could have went out there and really did it. I can't fault him too much because of the way he finished the fight. But, man, you know, maybe I was a little too hard on him. Maybe I was a little too hard on Miles Johns. I did have him in a bet with Munoz Jr., so he won me my parlay. Maybe maybe I was a little worried because you got Dos Santos, who's a wild man. He's on one leg, and there's there, there's writing on the wall. He's going to come back and win. It's going to be a you know, great comeback. You know, I'm getting scared, but incredible knockout. Body head, body head. And that's what you got to do. Uh, uh, Victoria Leonardo versus Gatto. Gatto looked good. She looked improved. Looked good on the ground. Broke the girl's arm. It sucks. She was dominating the fight anyway. Good stop by the ref. She didn't want it. Leonardo didn't want to stop. That's a three. That's a three star. That's a and that's a one star performance. Uh, John's got a three. Dos Anjos got a one. A little hard on Dos Anjos. He fought with one leg. Maybe he should have got a two. He showed a lot of heart in there, but he got fucking 
slept. And the first fight of the night was Munoz versus Jamie Simmons. Jamie Simmons, again, I think is possibly the worst guy to ever fight in the UFC. How he's in the UFC, my guys, Chris Curtis is not. I know there are different weight classes, but it's unjustifiable, injustifiable, whatever that word is, you know what I mean? Put that the right word in your head. That's what it is. Johnny Munoz, good wrestler, good grappler, took the back, choked him out. Jamie Simmons, you stink. Bye-bye. I'd be surprised he gets another fight. All right, let's go Luke Kiesa. <sighs> All right, so this will be the final thing we talked about. I know I'm running long, blah, blah, blah. I've been talking to him. You're probably like, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to get done with this podcast. So it, this isn't a green color glasses fight. This I had Kiesa for 30 bucks to win on the FanDuel boost. And won the decision or submission, which I thought was great because that's the only way he was going to win. I started to become a Kiesa fan. I like him on the desk. I like the Modelo commercial, even though they they fucking overused it. First couple of times I saw it, very, very funny with him and Gaethje. But, you know, this is a guy who has all the skills in the world on the ground. He's big. He's strong. He looked in great shape. His stand-up is coming along. It's not great. His footwork's looking a little better. He's throwing a good left hand. He's still very hittable. He didn't get dominated on the feet by uh, by Luke, which was good. But man, I expected more from this guy, and 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 I'm I'm devastated. So Luke gets a four, Kiesa gets a fucking zero. And here's here's the thing. Listen, before I start hammering Kiesa, Luke looked fantastic. This is a guy I criminally criminally underrate all the time. I pick against him all the time unless he's fighting Mike Perry. That's that's on me. I need to look at Luke a little bit better. I still don't think he is going to ever be champion in this weight class. I think he'll fight for the belt, and he's definitely in that elite company now. I need to accept that. I have no problem with Luke. It's not a personal grudge. Like I have some fighters because I'm I'm a fucking maniac, lunatic idiot. My only gripe is I just didn't think he was that good, but he has proven to be that good. So he shoves it up my ass every time. He makes me look like an idiot. I can live with that. This fight I thought was easy. I thought Kiesa was going to take him down, control him. I didn't know if Kiesa can get a submission because Luke is crafty. He is good on the ground. I thought he could ride him out kind of like what he did with Neil Magny, kind of like we did with Dos Anjos. Fight starts outstanding. You know, fucking Kiesa landed some good shots. Luke's nose was a little busted or red. I don't know if he was bleeding on those, but his, his face was red. He was landing some good left hands. And then, you know, Kiesa went for his patented body lock takedown. Got it. Right, kind of easy. Luke fought a little bit. I mean, but Kiesa so strong, gets him down, takes him back, works for the choke, works for the choke, misses position. Right, then he gets put on his back. He tries a little bit of an armbar triangle. Kiesa gets put on his back, rushes up, and falls right into a dash choke. Now, my biggest issue with this is if you're an, an analyst, right? They're paying you to break down fights. You've been a fighter for this long. You are fighting Vicente Luque. There's two things that you need to do. You need to obviously work on your defense, work on your movement. Don't get caught in a brawl. And number two is protect your fucking neck. If you, I've rewatched this fight and I've rewatched the replay. Re- Kiesa gives him his neck. Kiesa isn't. He's very good on the ground, but he has been submitted before. He's not unsubmittable. He's not this. Super, super high-level black belt that you're never going to get out of there, right? He's been submitted before. He's really good offensively with his submissions. He fucking gave it to him. Gave him his neck. That's Vicente Luque's move is the Darce choke. 
gave it to him and then fought for a little bit. I thought he got out of it. He rolled on top and then doesn't say like, you know, start rolling his body. He has to flop to his back and quit. I've seen guys, Mozart, Mozart Ivalev, most recently, get putting in a fucking deep, deep choke. Stay calm and get out. Now, does that guy have the same squeeze as Luki? I don't know. But it's obvious Kiesa quit here, in my opinion, right? He came out. I would have went a lot harder on Kiesa than I am right now, even though I am being very negative. He made a statement and said, listen, congrats to Luke. I was in the best shape. No excuse. It was all my mind. I, 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 was, I was not, you know, I don't even know exactly what he said, but he took responsibility for the loss. Said that he was nervous. He put a lot of pressure on himself, whatever. I can respect that. I'm glad he took the loss like a man. But I can't trust you now in this top of the weight. I really liked you at this weight. I really liked you as an elite fighter. But, man, like, you know, is the is the announcing gig too much? Is it like, is that like you're not going to fight out of the Dars because you know you're working the desk next week? And you're getting a paycheck in that way. You're like, you know what? I could fight out of this Dars and I could and I could possibly win this fight and get double my money because you're gonna get a win bonus. Or I'm I'm working the desk the next two weeks. That's gonna be about the win bonus. This guy's got me. We'll move on. I don't know. I don't want to get in the head of Michael Chiesa. I just I'm disappointed. You know what I mean? I'm not upset. It's not green colored glasses. I lost 30 bucks, whatever. I had a great night, 11 and two of my picks. So it's not that. Kiesa isn't my guy, but I was really rooting for him and really starting to like him. And I just didn't like what I saw. Now, a lot of people are going to come out here and they're going to break down this fight. And they're like, Kiesa got caught, just like I said, you know, head up, all that stuff. That is fine. If you do that, people are going to criticize guys like me who are going a little harder on them because I'm not an athlete. I'm not a fighter. I don't know what it is, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. But I know what I saw. I've been watching MMA for almost 20 years, right? 15, I'm 35 now. So let's say 20 years. I don't know the exact day. 20 years I've been watching MMA. 20 fucking years. And I, I know what I saw. I know I saw a guy quit. I saw a guy give his neck and quit. Um, mentally broke down, and I don't know if I can trust that guy like that, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, baby's crying in the back. Wife's got to go to the post office, got to mail some stuff out. Thank you for listening. I'm going to do something this week. If if no one sets up for trivia, I'm going to do some video stuff. I'm going to do something. I like talking to you guys. I don't know what it's going to be, but um, stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. Is that it? Did I cover all my bases? MMA Takes Podcast on Twitter and YouTube, baby. MMA Takes Podcast, Twitter, YouTube. Go to Apple, rate and review, leave a comment. Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? I say let her dance. Come on, man. Hey, pal, we don't want you. Come on, motherfucker. Back. Come on. Escort this gentleman to the door. Come on. Do you see that shit? Who is that guy? He's good.
He's real good. The name is Dalton.